0: book of Psalms chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 give ear to my words O Lord consider my meditation there are two sorts of prayers those expressed in words and the unuttered longings which abide as silent meditations words are not the essence but the garments of prayer Moses at the Red Sea cried to God though he said nothing Yet the use of language may prevent distraction of mind, may assist to the powers of the soul, and may excite devotion. David, we observe, uses both modes of prayer and craves for the one a hearing and for the other a consideration. What an expressive word! Consider my meditation. If I have asked that which is right, give it to me. If I have omitted to ask that which I most needed, Fill up the vacancy in my prayer, consider my meditation. Let your Holy Soul consider it as presented through my All-Glorious Mediator, then regard it in your wisdom, weigh it in the scales, judge my sincerity, and of the true state of my necessities, and answer me in due time for your mercy's sake. There may be prevailing intercession where there are no words. And, alas, there may be words where there is no true supplication. Let us cultivate the spirit of prayer, which is even better than the habit of prayer. There may be seeming prayer where there is little devotion. We should begin to pray before we kneel down, and we should not cease when we rise up. Verse 2. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto you will I pray the voice of my cry in another psalm we find the expression the voice of my weeping weeping has a voice a melting plaintive tone an ear piercing shrillness which reaches the very heart of god and crying has a voice a soul moving eloquence coming from our heart it reaches god's heart ah my brothers and sisters sometimes we cannot put our prayers into words They are nothing but a cry. But the Lord can comprehend the meaning, for he hears a voice in our cry. To a loving father his children's cries are music, and they have a magic influence which his heart cannot resist. My King and my God. Observe carefully these little pronouns, my King and my God. They are the pith and marrow of the plea. Here is a grand argument why God should answer prayer, because he is our king and our God. We are not aliens to him. He is the king of our country. Kings are expected to hear the appeals of their own people. We are not strangers to him. We are his worshipers, and he is our God, ours by covenant, by promise, by oath, by blood. For unto you will I pray, Here David expresses his declaration that he will seek God and God alone. God is to be the only object of worship, the only resource of our soul in times of need. Leave broken cisterns to the godless and let the godly drink from the divine fountain alone. Unto you will I pray. He makes a resolution that as long as he lives he would pray. He would never cease to supplicate, even though the answer does not come. Verse 3 My voice shall hear you in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto you and will look up. Observe this is not so much a prayer as a resolution. My voice will you hear. I will not be dumb, I will not be silent. I will not withhold my speech. I will cry to you, for the fire that dwells within me compels me to pray. We could sooner die than live without prayer. None of God's children are possessed with a dumb devil. In the morning, this is the fittest time for intercourse with God. An hour in the morning is worth two in the evening. While the dew is on the grass, let grace drop upon the soul. Let us give to God the mornings of our days and the morning of our lives. Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. Devotion should be both the morning star and the evening star. If we merely read our English version and want an explanation of these two sentences, we find it in the figure of an archer. I will direct my prayer to thee. I will put my prayer upon the bow. I will direct it towards heaven. And then when I have shot up my arrow, I will look up to see where it has gone. But the Hebrew has a still fuller meaning than this. I will direct my prayer. It is the word that is used for the laying in order of the wood and the pieces of the victim upon the altar. And it is used also for the putting of the showbread upon the table. It means just this. I will arrange my prayer before you. I will lay it out upon the altar in the morning, just as the priest lays out the morning sacrifice. I will arrange my prayer. I will marshal up my prayers. I will put them in order, call up all my powers, and bid them stand in their proper places, that I may pray with all my might and pray acceptably. And I will look up, or as the Hebrew might better be translated, I will look out. I will look out for the answer, After I have prayed, I will expect that the blessing shall come. It is a word that is used in another place, where we read of those who watched for the morning. So will I watch for your answer, O my Lord. I will spread out my prayer like the victim on the altar, and I will look up and expect to receive the answer by fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice. Two questions are suggested by the last part of this verse. Do we not miss very much of the sweetness and efficacy of prayer by a want of careful meditation before it and of hopeful expectation after it. We too often rush into the presence of God without forethought or humility. We are men who present themselves before a king without a petition. And what wonder is it that we often miss the end of our prayer? We should be careful to keep the stream of meditation always running For this is the water to drive the mill of prayer it is idle to pull up the floodgates of a dry brook and then hope to see the wheel revolve prayer without fervency is like hunting with a dead dog and prayer without preparation is hawking with a blind falcon prayer is the work of the holy spirit but he works by means god made man but he used the dust of the earth as a material the holy ghost is the author of prayer but he employs the thoughts of a fervent soul as the gold with which to fashion the vessel. Let not our prayers and praises be the flashes of a hot and hasty brain, but the steady burning of a well-kindled fire. But furthermore, do, do we not forget to watch the results of our supplications? We are like the ostrich, who which lays her eggs and looks not for her young. We sow the seed and are too idle to seek a harvest, How can we expect the Lord to open the windows of His grace and pour us out a blessing if we will not open the windows of expectation and look up for the promised favor? Let holy preparation link hands with patient expectation, and we shall have far larger answers to our prayers.